Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight is a very uh, cold and bitter night here in the Midwest, where we are facing sub-zero temperatures of negative, 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 <laughs> negative, negative. But at some point, then that would become a positive. Yeah, some point, like maybe it, tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Can it get so cold that it you you feel warm? Can you transcend that? I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, it's really cold, man, and and this storm has taken over like all of the Midwest and even Southern. They're looking in Texas, I think, in Dallas or even like really far south, where it's going to be like one degree in Texas too. It's literally it's crazy. taking over. It's a massive cold front that's just doing its business, man. But anyways, we got some fun shit to talk about tonight. We got Jesse in the house. Last week was the Super Bowl. The Chiefs had lost. Man, that sucked big time, but it is what it is. Uh, it's always next year. And we got the greatest quarterback in the, in the NFL, so that's fine. And that's it's all fine and dandy, man. Yep, exactly. It's just second second place hurts the worst. Nothing nothing hurts worse than second place. You're right. You're not wrong about that. Like even thinking back to the the World Series back in 2014. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, the third baseman caught that ball to to end the game in the in the uh, seventh in the World Series, and just having that that feeling like fuck. Yeah, hurts, man. Hurts. Yeah, and whenever you're in those positions as a fan, and just to see that happen on on, on a major league level or the NFL, it, it is. It's tough to swallow. It's hard, and a lot of things go into it. And yeah, it's just tough. But yeah, man, there's always next year, and we're gonna we'll write it out, man. Next year will be here soon. Um, one thing I can ask uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, if you're on YouTube, please tickle the like button. Tickle the like button so hard that after it's done being tickled. It subscribes to our channel. That's all I can ask. Okay, <laughs> I like that. It's tasty. Um, we got a new book here uh, on our on our table, and this was actually a gentleman who joined the Talk Junkies last year. His name's Zachary Hubbard with Gematria Effects News or Gematria Effects Sports. I think he has two YouTube channels. Uh, it may just be one now, the Gematria Effects News. But he was on the show last year. I finally got a hold of one of his books. He's right there. I'm pointing to him. He's closest to me. That's one of his, uh, it's a numbers game, 9-11 to coronavirus, and he get, goes deep into gematria. So check his book out. It's on Amazon, on uh, anywhere you can buy books. And uh, thank you, Zach, for joining Talk Junkies. Amazon still sells books, man? Yeah. Crazy. And that originally what it was for? Yeah. Just books so only? I that joke. Yeah, it was literally just books, man. And somehow we're now run by Amazon. I wonder if Crazy. Jeff, I wonder if Jeff Bezos was in the garage when he decided he was going to sell more than just books in Silicon Valley. I don't know, man. That dude lives a different life. He's almost not human. The same way that I look at like almost Elon Musk. Like you're, you're, you're not normal. Like you're, you know, it takes a crazy mindset to to have, you know, to get to where they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The well, way I, the way their minds work has got to be a little just bit of luck insane, too. Man. A little bit of luck, I feel like too. Oh yeah, no, there's there's always luck involved. Yeah, and nobody's ever fully self made either. Like it always takes other people to do that. I I never liked that. Oh, I'm, I'm self made. I'm like, so nobody ever helped you out? Yeah. Like, you could literally just by yourself with no other human being have all the money that you have. It, it ends up, it takes a lot of other human beings. Yeah, oh yeah. Nobody's completely self I'm sure there's, like, maybe, like, a rare case where that's happened, but majority or even 99% of the time, that's not the case. Yeah. I never, I never like that term, self-made. Yeah, me neither. But, yeah, so we're going to start it off. We're going to go into just, I mean, I know we talked about the Super Bowl a little bit, but there's some controversy going on. Controversy. And, yeah, and it's going to lead into actually one of our main subjects tonight, which is Tom Brady. Uh, and I haven't really looked into it that much, but I know you said there was some backlash on the person who made the comment. But he, so he threw, the, he threw the Super Bowl trophy. 
He just threw it across water. And what this the the person who made the trophy's daughter is pissed about it? Yeah. So her family uh, has been the silversmiths that create the Lombardi Trophy since the the very first time that it was created, being the Lombardi for like Super Bowl one. So they take a lot of pride in the craftsmanship back behind it, and that's what she was talking about. Like, man, this is really disrespectful to my family for how long you know we the time and effort put into it, the precision to create this trophy, and you're just you know tossing it willy-nilly over water and shit. I was like, literally, man, I really, after I saw that video, I was like, there's got to be an alternate universe where that where they don't catch that and that goes into the fucking water. Yeah. And just, that's what I really wanted to have happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so bad. I'm like, man, I really that been dope. wish you would have missed that. Threw out his shoulder, like, literally, because I'm assuming it's heavy. I've never held it before. Yeah. I'll never hold one. In my, I'm, it looks heavy. Right. He throws out his shoulder, tears his rotator cuff, Drops into whatever bay that they're in in Tampa Bay or the ocean, wherever the fuck they are. Dude, there would have been so and many scuba, thinks, there would have been so many scuba divers. Yeah, they would have found it. Yeah. yeah, they would have found it, but that would have looked really fucking bad. Yeah, and he had like a couple smearing off ice and was like almost like blackout drunk, right? Whatever. Somebody had to like hold his hand to like walk him out. No, Gronk was walking him, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> but so, but if you're gonna have anyone, we don't like Tom Brady, by the way. <laughs> so this, we're gonna be a little biased here on no, whatever but, we're talking about, Tom Brady. And I'm gonna, I'm, I won't be biased in this aspect. But if you're gonna have one person throw your Super Bowl trophy, like, and throw it with accuracy, who's that person gonna be? Like Tom's not gonna, like, he's gonna make that throw yeah. all day, like 99 yes. out of 100 times, he's gonna make that fucking yes. toss. You're right, but there's that one universe. Where he doesn't make that. Throw. <laughs> <laughs> so what? No, but the whole point. The whole point is it is it disrespectful. I understand why she's upset, and she got so much backlash to where everybody was like, "Calm the fuck down." Yeah. Like, like nothing happened to like, it. Like, yeah, nothing happened to it. Like they were just having fun. They were doing their shit. Now, one thing I will say is, if it was another quarterback who was their first Lombardi, would have Tom Brady's the only person who takes that risk because he's like, dude, I have fucking six other ones. Yeah. Like, they're literally just, they're becoming, like, throwaways to him, basically. This is what that means. He's like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I have so many of these. Right. Here, here, here you go. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit, chugging it across into another pontoon or whatever the fuck they were in, but. So, yeah. the back, like, did she, like, back off of because of all the backlash, or did she, like, kind of stand her ground? I don't know. I didn't keep up with it. It's just people were really roasting on her. They, they, were, called her, they were calling her the Karen uh, of... Uh, the Lombardi, like the Karen Lombardi, well, because of what she was complaining about. That, which she, I don't. She got paid to make it, so like you already got paid, so just chill out. You're yeah, no, that, massive that was, amounts of money that you're getting, and yeah. you had nah. Come on, that now. was the whole thing. I want to give him more backlash. Right when I heard the story, I was like, yeah, that piece of shit being disrespectful. Of course, it was me being biased. Looking at it, not not the biggest of deals. Uh, they people also need to understand where she's coming from too, like like a little bit. Like yeah, they they got paid to make it. She just you know that's her family's pride though for like generations. It doesn't change the fact that she's gonna make it next year and the year after and the year after. Yeah, no, and the year no, after, they will. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there would be other Smithsonian or Smith. Another like another good example of like look at what hockey teams do with the Stanley Cup. Like whenever they have the Stanley Cup, so uh, they'll like pass that around teammates like throughout the year. Like somebody gets a week with the Stanley Cup. You know, this week, this guy gets, a, like, one guy will be eating cereal and fucking shit out of it. Like, you know, they'll take it to, to parks and put it up in trees and shit like that, but nobody ever hears anything about the backlash of what this poor Stanley Cup has to go through with a whole hockey team, you know, <laughs> in the... in the, That's dope, man. That's badass. Yeah, yeah no, so they, they do all kinds of crazy shit and take, like, pictures with it, but that that's just the Stanley Cup. I don't know. She probably went a little too hard on it, but I also understand where she's coming from. 
and she just might not like Tom Brady either. Any any reason why I can hate on Tom Brady a little bit, I'll I'll take it. But it I think I'm I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool with what happened. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't see anything really fishy about it. It just it is what it is. I just I just wish he would have missed. Yeah, I just wish he would have fucking missed. Maybe whenever you die, man, you get to live that alternate universe where that one specific moment happens where you see mm-hmm. Tom Brady miss and it goes into the bay. No, so like if I had an option, they were like, uh, like hey. The Chiefs are going to lose the Super Bowl. But they were like, Tom Brady's going to misthrow the Lombardi and drop it into the fucking ocean. I'll be like, oh, man, that makes up quite a bit a little for bit, that yeah. loss. A little bit, not too much. Yeah. I, yeah. It doesn't make up for the full thing. But I was yeah. like, I could live it. I could live in that, that one universe where that takes place. And this subject is going to go into what we're, our main subject's going to be tonight. And that's just the type of cancel culture that we're in and, and cultural, cultural appropriation. And I know we've kind of delved into it a little bit, like little tidbits here and there um, in each each and every podcast that we do. But I think just focusing just a little bit more time on it and how it's affecting the fabric of America and what it's made of and how it's tearing us apart right now um, in this two-party system that we're in and the you know, group tribalism and stuff like that. But it's getting to a point, man, where it's scary. Like, it's truly scary. There was an instance in the UK or in Europe somewhere where... Um, this 38-year-old woman was arrested in December because she was online having a confrontation with someone who was transgender. And she called the transgender man, or she called it, the, the, it was a man who was a woman, trans, trans, trans into a woman, okay. and she called him a man. They went to her house and arrested her in front of her three kids, and she went to jail. She was in jail for like seven hours. They still have her phone and laptop for investigation. There had to have been more to it than that. No. So even in a condescending way, uh, you just being an asshole to somebody who is clearly trying to make it a, a decision on their life of, you know, who they want to be and that person and you're like in their, you know, uh, in their transition to be a woman who wants to be a woman and you just call them a guy out of spite, even out of anger probably. Mm-hmm. You still don't go and arrest them. Right. For that. Right. You don't do that. But one thing, Dave, Dave Chappelle talks about this a lot. He was like, if there's one group of people you do not fuck with, it's the LGBTQ community. He was like, do not fuck with them right now. Because they, no, like shit like this, man. Like. Well, yeah, and then Biden came out with his, uh, you know, one of his execu- executive orders was that, um, you know, it's it, any any boy who wants to go to a trans into a, into a woman can play in all high school athletics. And it's, it's not, it's no longer a thing. Like Joe Biden made it to where it's a law that that can happen. And, and I know that's a big controversy with the amount of, um, you know, I mean, you have a man competing uh, genetically in a woman's sport, and this, they're dominating. This and is why this has always been so ridiculous to me. And I am perfectly fine with doing whatever you want to do in your life if I, I fully support anybody who wants to transition into any, anything oh, yeah. else they want to be. yeah. I am not one to tell you how to live your life at all. But I will say this. Whenever it comes to competitive sports— there's a reason why they have it separated by gender, and that is because of genetics and the male testosterone, and our sports ability is higher than women's. Because if you were, if women were able to play in like a man's sport, it would literally just be one sport. You know, like women would be coming in and playing that, but they have it separated because there is such a big athletic gap. And I know that pisses so many <laughs> left left wing people off. To hear that, that people are different and genetics between the genders are very different. 
I know that gets you riled up. So that that's the whole reason. You can't just but it should but hold on, it shouldn't get them riled up because they're all about science and mainstream science and they're all about the facts and they're all about so, the truth. Like so how can you not swallow the truth in that aspect? Like again, I'm right there with you. Do what you want in your life that makes you happy. But whenever genetically, whenever you're competing, it comes to competition. As, as, this as, is clearly yeah. this is clearly why this was separated. But, to, but to you begin have, with. you have to understand the impl- implications that it's having because now people could lose scholarships. Women could lose scholarships based off athletics because of this. And didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it the scope. So of men. It, so transitioning men could immediately take away from a women a women's populace for yeah. scholarships going into sports. Because you could have like, uh, uh, whatever. Like, I'm basketball is probably the most prevalent one. I'm thinking of one where both genders play it fairly heavily. I want to say right. basketball because yeah. there really is no female football. Right. Um, I'm I'm sure there is actually, just not on, uh, on, a, on a collegiate on a collegiate level. Right. Uh, do girls even play? Ba- is there girls baseball or is it just softball? Just softball. Fuck, I'm sure man. I'm trying to think. Out there, man. So you see how separated it. So I guess I just have to use like basketball in this scenario. To where a guy who did really, like, poorly in high school, like, couldn't make the cut for a scholarship, but then transitions, and then now in a women's league... Number one. Is, like, league. number one. Yeah. He's scoring, like, 40 points. Take triple it. doubles all day. <laughs> you know? Like, so, so no, there, there's a reason There's a reason why in sports that, that there is that genetic separation, because it's strictly off, off athletics. They, man, they go way too, way too hard on that shit. They they just they need to let that one go, just fucking let that one go. Right, you're you're getting a lot right now. Well, and, and you know you're you're winning in this. You you're pushing your luck a little little so too far. Rand Paul was actually he was uh, there was like a, con- a congressional meeting where Rand Paul was talking to uh, the new secretary of of education or something like that that involved what's happening right now. And Rand Paul was asking these types of questions about transgender men entering women's sports. And the guy couldn't really have a clear-cut answer. You know what I'm saying? He was just going back and forth, back and forth. And I read a lot of the comments from people on that video. And people, and what made the most sense to me was just like, if there are this amount of transgender people in the United States, and there are quite a few, um, why not just create a separate like bracket for transgender people? And I, and I, I don't know the answer, you know, but that's, like, but, see, but, but then it, that's gonna see. But even though that sounds like something that that group would want because they want to be recognized so much and they want, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong, wrong with wanting to be recognized and finding your place in the world and all this, but they're not going to want that either because then the whole point is this is, this is what they want. They literally want the genders uh, to be completely equal in their mind, which you're equal on an, uh, on, on like a civil level and like on rights level, everything, every, everybody should be equal. But whenever it comes to physically doing shit, and I could even get into it with jobs. Like, you can look up, like, any any woman can do a man's job, but, like, there is just a fewer percentage that can pull it off because you need, like, there's a reason why the, like, probably 99% of trash men are males. You know what I mean? And it's whenever you look at, like, nurses, why 99% of them are female because... Their genetics and how they're built up, and even on an emotional level, and and how things fucking work, they're better at that job than being like trash men and shit. There's and there's a reason why the genders are diversified too, because we balance each other out in some sense. And don't get me wrong, like thinking that I'm just about heterosexual relationships too, because you can also very have a very effeminate men, and then have a very strong female that comes in and balances yeah. it out. So there's 
all kinds of stuff, but just talking strictly sports, because I, I went off a little bit there. Just talking strictly sports, there is a reason why why this this is separate and why it's so un, so unfair. Because uh, could you imagine? Uh, so if, if it worked the same way, then a female could transition into a man and probably go play in the NBA. Will that ever happen? I'm sure at some point it will. Maybe, maybe, not. And, and if so, it's going to be like a bench player. It wouldn't be an all. But then there'd be. But before that would happen, there'd be a woman that would come in and, and play in the NBA. Very true. Yeah. So I there. So there's a reason they're they're going way too hard on this. You're already getting. You have went leaps and bounds in the past like thirty years, as far as um, the uh, LGBTQ community goes. You've gotten you've gotten a lot. I, I'm a huge advocate. Uh, for gay rights and gay marriage. If you want to ruin your life with a marriage, you should be able to do that like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but you, man, you gotta you gotta leave the fucking sports thing alone. Like that, that's just me though. But that's a, that's cultural appropriation sticking its nose in business that it shouldn't be. See, but that okay, that's uh, that really doesn't have anything to do with cultural appropriation. You don't think so? What we just talked about. You don't think so? No, you're not appropriating anything with that. You're appropriating something that shouldn't happen. That's not. That that's a weird twist on that. Cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation, is when you you take somebody else's culture and uh, and you you do it, but you're not from that culture. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I think I think that that would fit in there a little bit. Not not to the, not to the it. not to the scope of what you're about to describe. But um, so you had a couple instances that we were talking about earlier. If you just, oh yeah oh yeah so. Uh, the the biggest one that that I'm going to talk about because I've actually ran across the article a handful of times, where this little white girl uh, really loved. I don't know if she was watching a bunch of Mulan or whatever, which Mulan's fucking great. Um, but she had a full Japanese tea party, wearing the kimono, even painted her face white, like full blown Japanese style, and her mom was so proud to set it up for her, and she was super pumped and like posted online, and then started getting all this backlash. From people saying you're white, you can't do this. Japanese, you'd almost have to pull up the picture too. Like the picture is cute. It's just a little girl wearing a kimono with, and she looks like she's dressed up like a Japanese person. Not disrespecting the culture anyway. Really enjoying the culture, and they're like, no, you can't do this because you're you're not from this culture. You're white. You're not uh, you're not Japanese. Why why are you doing this? And then a lot of Japanese people have actually come out and said, man, we try to spread our culture. Uh, across the world we we want people to you know enjoy you know sushi like i i love sushi if if sushi is fucking cultural appropriation you can go fuck yourself i will be eating sushi for the rest of my life that that might be my favorite like style of food i fucking love sushi but no they they want their culture spread out to other people like they'll they'll send gifts of kimonos and and you know um like tea sets and and all this they, they want other cultures to experience their culture, which should be the mindset because then that gets rid of um, the barrier between me and these other cultures as to where that can create, um, what is it? Is it nationalism that I'm thinking? Where it's, it's like racism, but you, you don't like them for their culture. It's not their skin right. color. I could, is it xenophobia? Is that xenophobia? I think, I think it could be. Fuck, right. I'm going to sound like a dumbass. I need to sound more educated than what I am on this podcast sometimes. But no, so that's the whole, that creates gets rid of that divide between people and you become more accepted of everyone in the world. But this idea that cultural appropriation is such a heavy thing to where, oh, if you're white, you can only do white shit. 
Like, I don't even know what that, what all that yeah, is. Man. I guess I do white shit all day because I'm white. But and you can't do anything else, and now you're offending other people. But literally, what they're really saying, and it's not other races either that you hear about in America. Like, you would never see a black person, like like what I referenced earlier in the, in the podcast, like being um, really into, like, even Japanese culture. I, I feel like, uh, like everybody fucking loves Japanese culture and Chinese culture. They have fucking great food. And they have a bunch of cool shit. But they would they would not have that same backlash on on like a black person doing that shit. It's literally just white people um, who are culturally appropriating other people. So yeah, that's that's deep, man, and that's concerning. It, it has, is a little it, bit. It has to be concerning. And I, I think it's a small it's a small minority of um, of people on the left that are uh, that really dislike, They're especially on- white males. Uh, yeah, they're online warriors, and then they have something to say anytime yeah. they see something specific like a video like that. It's just a little girl who's playing her dreams out. And it's not to say that that's what she wants to do in life, but in that moment, and granted, she's little. She doesn't know what her mom's posting and the backlash it's going to get, right? Yeah. But but even then, like, the mom has to understand, and she, she shouldn't have to, like, deal with something like this to where she posts something like that, and then you get that amount of backlash. But we do live in a time and age where whenever you post something, you have the possibility of that happening, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do in that instance? Because you're always going to have people that are going to be like that. You know? Be be like, well, I'm sorry, I spaced off just just a little bit there. I was thinking about something else. Say say that again for me. No, you're good. So it's just like, for instance, it's just these internet warriors that anytime they see a chance to pounce, like a hyena on just like a small prey, they do it. Mm -hmm. And I know... Is it so much cultural appreciation or is it just people who have nothing to fucking do with their lives but be online and give shit to people? I know that it, that's probably no, that's that's probably all of it right it, there. What but, you just said. But 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 they do have their own viewpoints and that's why there is the backlash. And why do they have these types mm-hmm. of ideas to where a little white girl can't, you know, paint her face white and, you know, and do the traditions that they do in Japan? Yeah. Like, why? Why do I'm trying to understand their mindset on why they don't think that that's not okay. The, the first time that I ever heard, I, dude, I literally, I want to know where this even like stemmed from because this was never a thing either. Like it, as far back as I can remember. So like cultural appropriation seems like a fairly recent thing that's been coming up in society. The first time I ever saw a video on it was this little skinny uh, white dude who had dreadlocks and he was a hippie. And then this black girl was like absolutely bullying him, like tugging his hair, saying, you're culturally appropriating my people by wearing dreads and all this. You need to cut your fucking hair and all this. And I was so fucking confused. I was like, where did like where did all this like like stem from? I I don't know. Somebody somebody had to have started the shit to where they were literally angry at just people like bringing in cultural shit, which obviously they bring it in because they enjoy it. You know, now, okay, so if I could play devil's advocate, this is what I was thinking whenever I spaced off. So now let me ask you this question because this is a little bit on the other side of it. So you have Elvis Presley, a guy who came in that clearly copycatted um, black culture music. And dude, people have talked about this for a very long time that Elvis Presley like stole uh, like black culture music and made a shit ton of money off of it. Like the lyrics and everything? I, it, it wasn't lyrically. It was the style. Mm-hmm. It was the style of music as to where there were same black musicians who were genius musicians in this style of music that literally came from um, slaves, the South blues. That's where it came from. Still like my favorite genre of all time. But the fact that he came in and he was copycatting that genre and he was making a shit ton of money off of it. 
but black people were still very repressed and they weren't able to make the same amount of money. So that's like one thing where I'm like, oh man, this, this was a little fucked up just because, and, and, then, and it probably had to do with the timing of it right? in the culture too. But I just wanted to come up with an example as to where, oh man, this is almost like cultural appropriation to where it did have kind of a negative man for sure like whenever you you bring up an instance like that when it there's an unfair advantage for yeah some, so, for, so for, that's, yeah, that's like what it was because he was a white male and yeah. back then obviously there, yeah. there was a big divide between oh, yeah. that so that was he was culturally appropriating uh like like the music in a negative in a negative way right which honestly like he might have done it just because he fucking loved the music yeah. And then he got super famous and was making all this money. I wonder if if he would have stayed alive being interviewed about that because now questions like that start coming up in like the you know 70s during, you know, uh hippie movement, anti-war whenever the the liberals really started to have a foothold on the country. It started in the 70s. So if he would have which I don't I don't know what year he died. I'd have to look it up. But I would almost be curious how he'd answer that question looking back if he'd ever feel guilty about Oh man, I I profited so much from this style of music that you know, even though it was a music that I enjoyed and respected, but other musicians didn't have nearly the opportunity as me, and I was half as skilled as them. But it was because I was a white, attractive male that I was able to make all this money. Yeah. I wonder if he ever held any guilt for that. Oh, I'm, I'm but, well, I mean, maybe like towards. I mean, I forget what age he was when he did die. I, I don't recall what how old he was. I think he was a little bit older, I but I don't. I don't think he made it into the 70s. I want to say he had to have died in the 60s. Like, yeah, like late 60s. I don't know. But it, but I'm, it, I'm again, though, in that moment, you're right. You're completely right. There's an unfair advantage in in up until slavery ended, and you, you know, and America has went through some tough times. Like, there's there's no doubt about it, right? And yeah. And in today's age, whenever like we we all just need to to get along and put our differences aside, and we can't look back at the past, man. Every I feel like we all have issues of looking back in the past. What year was it? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. So it wasn't it wasn't like far enough in. Like if he would have maybe well, he had to have made it probably to late nineties before you even start asking celebrities about whether or not you know they. It's only been recently to where we're yeah. really looking back on, you know, especially the music industry is extremely corrupt too. Right. I, I watched a documentary, and this is probably off a little bit, um, about Britney Spears and all the fucking shit she had to go through. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they push it a little bit too aggressively. Um, bias towards her, but I was like, fuck, that, that girl had to go through some fucking a lot shit. Of, a lot of stuff, man. I, I can't remember what it, what it was called, now that I think about it. Because I didn't even want to watch it. Savannah like pulled it up, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be stupid. And I was like, holy shit. Like 30 minutes in, I was like, man, this I remember... When all this shit was happening. I remember when she shaved her head and fucking went crazy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's some deep conspiracies going on with Britney Spears right now. It's been that way for a while. She went through a TikTok conspiracy a couple months ago. It was pretty deep. But we're in a day and age where, like I said, I feel like we need to put our differences aside. And we, and we had a perfect opportunity for that. But the government continue, continuously brings up this cultural appropriation shit. And not only that, but they bring up, you know, tribalism aspects to keep us divided to where we're always fighting. And I think that's the whole thing. It's mainly it's it's mainly just keeping us divided. Obviously, if you're disrespectful to a culture and you're doing some stupid stuff, you know, disrespecting a culture somehow. I guess that comes down to then basically then, just like doing like racist, stupid shit. Yeah, and then if it's if it's put online or there's a video of it, then you're going to face backlash for that 100, percent and it's going to be rightfully yeah, so. But but if you're enjoying if you're enjoying someone's else, else's culture and you're reading in their history and how they do things, and that man, that's the greatest form of almost Dude, like flattery for for another culture. It was like five or six years ago where a CNN um, 
writer or he was he was a writer or something like that. I forget his name. And it recently is starting to face some face some like, you know, public scrutiny where he actually went to a tribe uh, in another country where they were cannibals. And he did this interview that was like 10 minutes or so. And it was a little bit longer. I can't find the actual video. And this this can't they sat down on this campfire and and a few things had happened. And one of the things was, is they took the ashes from one of the people who had died and they put it on his face. And then not only that, but then they actually um, he ate this journalist ate some brains from a from a deceased human being. No shit. Yeah. Recently. C- this C- happened recently. C- CNN uh, journalist. No, this was like five or six years ago. Yeah. And I didn't know about it. I've until seen I've seen a vice. I've seen a vice documentary of a cannibal tribe. Yeah, this was different, man. This is way different. And this guy was facing this guy's facing scrutiny for it because that changes you as a, as a human being once you eat someone's brains, man. I think there was a. Why different, would he do that? He was like, dude, the guy. Mor- morally, there is nothing more taboo than cannibalism. Right. Well, in in the interview, there are bits and pieces you can find online, like one minute uh, pieces. But when he's interviewing the guy, the guy just like, if you don't shut up, he's talking to the journalist. He's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kill you and eat you. And that's when he looked at the camera guy and the camera. He's like, hey, man, like, I don't feel comfortable. We need to get out of here. And then the camera guy or the producer is just like, no, I think we need to stay a little bit longer and see what happens. Dude, producers are crazy, man. They're <laughs> just know. trying to get that fucking crazy. But I mean, like they were in there in that culture and, and he, you know, cultural appropriation, and I, I guess in that point of view, it's a little different, you know, because I mean, but you're not, that, man, I, th- I think you're misconstruing the actual definition of cultural appropriation a little bit. I'm just saying in that, but, but, but they were, they appropriated that culture and then there was no backlash for it. For someone else eating a human brain and getting ashes put on your face. Wait, he didn't get any backlash? I mean, I mean, I don't think when it originally happened five or six years ago, because you would have remembered it. I'm just saying it came up now. There were podcasts like on the Tim Pool podcast, they were talking about it, about this journalist. This was recently. The, the, the only thing that bothers me with that one is how he probably grew up, and that's the most taboo thing. I, I don't think I could ever eat another human being. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, like even like looking at the Donner Party, which is the, the last recent case of, I, I think at least, in, in the United States was the Donner Party, which you had to learn about in high school, which was brutal. Not even all of them did cannibalism. It was actually a small percentage of them uh, that that went to that because mentally that's so hard for a human being to to fucking do. I don't even think if I came down to like starving and my dog fucking died before me, I don't think I could fucking have it in me to eat my fucking dog, like let alone another fucking human being. I don't know. The the cannibalism ones, that, that, one's, that one's weird. So you don't think that... Culture, so I think whenever you brought up culture appreciation, I should have known a little bit. Appropriation. Appropriation, sorry. That you I said sh- appreciation a appro- couple times. I said appropriation. Uh, it, it's, on, it's recorded, so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You put in the comments below how many times I said it wrong. Um, I think you're right. I did kind of uh, not understand it quite a bit, but now, it's, like, after it, you talking about it, I do understand it, but. It's about you not being from a culture, and you uh, do things from that culture, and celebrate it, but you're not allowed to celebrate it or or even use it because you're not from that culture. Right. Is all it is. Yeah. And we, I think that we have to get away from that, honestly. If we want to improve as a, as a human, as a human mm. civilization and we want to make it to the next step, how do we not go, go away from that? Everything, if you really get down to it in America, because America is such a melting pot, which is fucking great, that I guess everything we do is cultural appropriation. I eat fucking Mexican food. All the time. Am I appropriating Mexican culture? Should I not be allowed to eat 
Mexican food? Am I literally limited to hot dogs and so? Here's a good question for you: cheeseburgers so for the would, rest of my life. So would that be like me whenever I'm serving tables? Would it be weird if I tried to speak Spanish to those tables? Does that kind of go along with what we're talking about? A little bit, yeah. yeah. So is it? And I've thought about this because I've tried to do it, and man, I'm trying to learn Spanish. I could do it a little bit better. I'm on I'm on Duolingo. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out just a little bit piece by piece, five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. And then I'll try and then in turn when I'm serving, whenever, you know, someone of Hispanic origin comes in and they, you know, I, I try and speak a little bit of Spanish and I feel bad sometimes and I shouldn't, but like I've, it's just weird because you get different vibes from different people and you can tell that some people are okay with it and then you can kind of tell. I know tell, exactly what you mean. Yeah. So with me working at a Mexican restaurant for 10 plus years and having really good relationships with a bunch of cooks that came from like El Salvador, El Salvador and you know, all, all these, all these other places and you, you get to know them and you learn Spanish from them. And I, I speak Spanish to them, you know, like, and it's mainly just our inside jokes between each other is, is my Spanish. I rarely actually ever use my Spanish for, uh, like a legitimate conversation to like, Oh, I need a, you know, I need this fixed or something that that's all in English. But whenever it's just joking, it's very relaxed. I wonder about the other people who are back there that I'm not friends with and who hear me that if they're like, who the fuck is this white boy thinking that, you know, he's having fun with my language, you know, and it's this not, is so, it's not their language though, because you know, those, but they, that could be a thought process yeah. through, through their head. But again, I think that's some of the steps that we need to take as, as a human being, uh, just to get but, over that type of thing. Like whenever you had, what was it? The, but they're not going to give me shit because all like, you know, three other people who've been there 10 years, I do this with them every day. Yeah. So they you know, get I say, it. hola, you know, but like go back I to stay apretada for your poppy. Like it, it's Spanglish, by the way, it's not even full blown Spanish. Like, right. I, you know, I say all this stupid shit to them. They fucking, it's fucking hilarious. Like I, I love it. But it goes back to the Tower of Babel, right? That's whenever it was all changed because there used to be a universal language, allegedly, on Earth where everyone spoke the same language. That's some biblical bullshit. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There's but, no way. But let's, let's, no just, way. let's just okay. let's fancy the idea that there was a point in time where everyone mm. spoke the same language, but now you have all these different people. And look what it's created. It's created something like that, like cultural appropriation. Mm. Do you, you know, like, just an overview of that story because that, that story is... So, so crazy to me. Do, do you know the full story? I don't know the full story. Okay, no. so this, I'm going to break it down as simply as, as possible. So the Tower of Babel, people were rebelling against the, the one true um, Jewish God, and they were uh, of pagan belief or heathens, whatever you want to call them. And they wanted to get to God, so they were building a tower because they wanted to get to God, basically to take God over or whatever the fuck they planned on doing whenever they got there. During the building of this tower, God was so upset with them that he gave languages to every, different language to everyone who was working on the tower. That way they couldn't coordinate anymore to build the tower. That's how God dealt with that. And that's how the Christians explain why there's a different language everywhere. And then they went, and so this group of people went with people who spoke this language, and this group of people went with people who spoke the same language, but it spread them out so much that they couldn't coordinate and build the tower anymore because God was apparently worried about them physically building a tower to what get do you, to him. What do you think would be a more... Isn't that story fucking... The Bible, dude, you can't even... No, I know that, but... Some crazy creative writing. That, that is. Like, it, it that's, is. That's how I look at it. But, but. What, what, <laughs> what would be a more legit, like, uh, way to look at how language is created? Especially, I don't know how many different languages that there are, but what other story, if you had to just pick one out real quick and just and say it out there in the mic, 
on how all these different languages came to be. Would you say that in evolution? No, with, yeah, no, that's all it is. is no, evolution throughout absolutely time. not, man. You think? No, no, we literally talk different than back how people did in the 30s and 40s talked. Hey, look here, say. No, they're want to go down to the speakeasy, say. And, you know, I don't fucking know. That's the best one I can do of the 1930s. In the times, so even the accents, accents, everything, language changes over time. But that, we're also reforming the language, and we're in, in we create. There's new things that are happening all the time, and it does change the way that we talk, but there's, there's still a foundation there within the language of English. Like, if you go back to the 1930s and you go to right here and right now, there are still a lot of the same core words. I mean, you're saying minus oh, an no, accent. No, you're saying no, minus so an accent. That, oddly enough, because there has been so much branching out, uh, and cultures have been intertwined so much, you end up getting a lot of similar words. So, like, we say elephant. Um, in Spanish, it's elefante. That's obviously really close. Uh, I don't. That might be a bad I know one. What you're saying. Like Italian, like Italian is actually really close to Spanish. But what you're saying how is how they form their sentences. How we form our sentences is really close to German. But what you're saying is evolution is that's. I mean, evolution can explain all the different languages. Yeah, it's just it's just people got together and they created the language amongst themselves, and then eventually, whenever trade routes started happening and technology advanced, to where people could start traveling back and forth, and cultures got. Uh, experienced and then they started sharing words and then cultures came together but and that would that's re- why that would require I feel like and, and you, I could be wrong it's just the mixing mixing and of the cultures but, but if you go back to that that time when there wasn't really travel and stuff like that that would require like human beings in each one of these areas being born right around the same time pretty much within a, a few hundred or thousand years as they progressively, you know, build civilization, or as they progressively build and build and build, and here we are today. Okay. So you're saying that evolution happened within all these countries at the same time? Yeah, I mean that's that's inevitable. Evolution is just change. So I I even guarantee you, like, um, like like I like I talked about even our slang and everything. Honestly, I feel like it's speeding up. Like how we talk changed. Like spill the tea. Have you heard fucking some of the the youths? Youths. Damn youths. Spill the tea and shit. I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. I'm never saying that. I'm yeah, like, I would never say it. I yeah. don't know what that means. See, but like, or just it so, so it's just gossiping. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it's a it's a the slang oh, for spill gossiping. The tea. Spill, spill, the, spill the tea. Spill the guts. All all this, you know. Well, we had Yaga. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like another one. Waka Flocka probably created like at least uh, a shit ton of other stuff for me that I used to say back when I was a kid. But no, so even, like, looking back, like, at old cultures, even their language, like, developed. It's not like it was just a set language, this is what it is, and then it never changed up until new influences from other cultures came in. It's constantly changing because everything everything changes, so you need to come up with new words. And as technology advances, as people's morality changes, you need new words, even new definitions for words that you used before. Like, um really negative condemnation words from back in the day that had horrible meanings. We actually use very frequently that have no negative condemnation now because we give them a different meaning. So that, that is constantly changing. So you think it's more, it's more, it's scientific proof that there are these many different types of languages as opposed to God changed them all because people were trying to get to them. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there's gotta be other theories out there, but that's probably one of the more, uh, or one of the most mainstream ways to the, look the at Bible it one. The Bible one's a little wonky. But, yeah, I mean, I mean but when you it, look but. at technology back in the days, and the, and this is just my opinion, but they built pyramids. They were doing shit with technology. We have no idea on how they did it, but we're just 
we mm. guess and we say, hey, this is how they did it, but it's most likely not truly how it went down, mm. like how they had this sophisticated, and in my opinion, uh, sophisticated um, old civilization that was around the world just like it is today, but in a different way. I think it's plausible you know, maybe the story that they enacted isn't completely true, but maybe there are some truths in there. But I think you're right in the aspect of it would be more plausible that these different places, you know, I don't know how. I, he, feel, I feel like mine has a lot of. In my, I don't, I don't, I don't believe quite a bit. I don't believe in evolution, though. I don't believe in evolution in the slightest. Of course you do. Every, no, I, no th- I don't. This is this is what I don't understand. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I don't believe in evolution to the to the point where all these. Like human beings were fishes, and then they they spawned into fucking human beings over thousands and hundreds of thousands or millions of years. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And and, and then you're it, talking about the origin of human beings, but whenever whenever you say you don't believe in evolution, that that that's a little weird for me. But but what you're really saying is you don't fully know where humans came from. Well, I'm we're specific and how we how we are connecting all the way back from. Uh, even prehistoric, prehistoric shit, right? Linking everything up to where we are now. What specifically? You can't explain that. Specifically, when we're talking about language, because to me, I and I, I try to understand the idea of what you're saying. Like, yeah, like these these groups of people, they met and then they they made this language, and they were in South Africa, and then you had this other people over there in Asia, and they were making. And you know, of course, people are going to want to talk, and they find a way to communicate. Like, I get that. But evolution puts those people all there at the same time based upon how evolution is. Okay. In, in my opinion, I would say it would be more likely that there was either a god, and I'm not saying the god, but I'm saying a god or some sort of aliens that did drop in people that did drop in people in different places on earth, and then that's how the languages You're were created. You're not talking so much about language right now. You're talking about the ability to have uh conversation and have language but that happens even at the very beginning they have to have some sort of conversation mm, and how do they mm. do that they build the language which is what all the languages Mm. are that we know now however many different types there are like like even even dogs have a language right even cats oh i don't know about that i know dolphins do but dolphins for sure do i think dogs do but i I mean when they're barking do i know if they're having a conversation or not i don't know i watched this fucking documentary uh with hamilton morris is that his fucking name where he talked to a guy who did PCP almost on a daily basis who was like this fucking artist and shit, and he talked about how he, the dolphins literally told him that sand dollars, you know what a sand dollar is, right? Uh-uh. Uh, you've never seen, you've been to the beach before? Yeah, I've been to the beach, yeah. You've just never seen a sand dollar. They're, uh-uh. they're pretty common. They, they literally have the same, like, shape to it. You'd have to look it up. They're very unique looking, but they're called sand dollars. They're very unique looking things. And he talked about how dolphins pass on their information is they literally imprint um all their memory on a sand dollar and then whenever they die another dolphin will come up and echo into it and all that information comes back because he's like how do how does dolphins transfer information over over long periods of time and stuff and he literally believes that they put them in sand dollars anyway that's wild man this dude well this dude literally in uh Oh man, in this like little mini series that Hamilton Morris does where he like every episode he like explores different drugs. He did a PCP episode. But this dude just like rails two lines of PCP and then goes in for a fucking third one and Hamilton goes, "Hey, you you know, he was like, "Hey man, run camera. You know, are you sure you want to He's like, "No, it's fine." And then does like two more fucking lines and literally just has a conversation with him the rest of the fucking time. Like hours just like sitting there. 
like on he, PCP. On PCP. Damn. Legitimately on like on straight dude, up PCP. Drug tolerance is very high. It's really, dude. It's such, ugh, it's such a good documentary. I like, I binged watched the fuck out of it. It's really good. I can't. Well, it sounds shitty because I can't remember the actual name of it. Uh, but it's with Hamilton Morris. I might be getting his fucking name wrong. The guy from Vice. He's on the Joe Rogan podcast all the fucking time. Yeah. But no, that's that's weird, man. I, languages are weird. I know you bring up hermeneutics a lot and shit. So that that's just, it's all very just fascinating. And it just the reason the reason why I bring up hermeneutics is because especially whenever you're referencing old things and you but you're not whenever you have a text from like a thousand years ago that you need to that you decide to apply it to your life and this is very important like religious text you have to have that understanding that the way that they talked about things and the way that they wrote things is completely different from the way that you talk and the way that you write things and even trying to translate that word, even though you you can do your best, you're probably not getting that word 100% right. So you really cannot fully 100% know exactly what the fuck they were talking about. Sure, but you can make an idea of it. I know, but the whole point is... Passing on information is very important, but to but the, you to the to, point of understanding what it is, you're right. We'll never truly know what the true origins is, is of it, the meaning just, of it, it. It's always been important for me that people understand, especially whenever I have like religious debates or anything like that, Like you need that understanding of that translation of language translated over and over and over again, that you're losing, you're losing potency of that over time. And we hold a lot of that stuff to be true with what mainstream says it is. Like, they, they have found out what it means, what these old words are, and they have they have the mastery key of how to understand all this old the, language, which how would they, right? It's And so but that's what I'm saying. A you lot can get of, close. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you can get close, but I'm saying you a have to take it with a fucking grain of salt, right. too. And people don't. But, but nobody people, takes it with a fucking grain of salt. Exactly. That's my issue with it. Yeah. And people don't have that. Like, you just grew up in very... Um, uh, what I call Americanized Christianity to where, you know, this is, this is what it is a hundred percent. There's no debating this at all when they don't even understand like the origins of this one word could mean something completely fucking different back then, but now it's been shaped like the whole, um, Oh man, I don't, I don't even know if I want to go down that road. So I don't even go down. That so road. for me, like what's frustrating is you have these mainstream scientists and you have these mainstream archeologists and you have a lot of these mainstream people. And they do their research, and I'm I'm 100 for fact based science, right? I'm not I'm not gonna deny fact based science, but for the mainstream narrative to be uh, broadcasted to billions of people on the earth, and for it to be told as truth, without whenever you have new information coming in at all times, and then they barely ever change that. That's what I have a problem with. So you you have this massive campaign of propaganda and brainwashing that is developing and has been going on for years hundreds of years man when there's when you're in school and you're learning about the pyramids and the best explanation that they have is that it was 40 to eighty thousand people or however many people it was and they built these massive pyramids without tools and they don't explain to you when you're in school how precise these cuts are where the quarry was how far away yep. it was how beautiful mm -hmm. these buildings actually were and you know what i'm well, saying like, i actually remember being told uh in school that we did not fully understand where they came from but then but then you they just kind of you know oh and then more about egyptology or whatever right i'm just you know? i'm it's just frustrating that we listen to other individuals other human beings and they think that they have it right 
And they publish these articles, and then a lot of other people are like, yeah, 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 you know what? I like what this guy's saying or this girl's saying. They do have it right. So we're going to put this into public books, and we're going to teach people that this is how it is. And it goes on that way. For, and I'm just saying it's a massive well, campaign. Your, your problem is, is, and this is coming between like people who are like me and you, dislike that idea because we always in, like really appreciate the alternative. We're like, yeah, like this is the most, oh, we'll never know, and this is what it is. But you're like, man, there's so much more to uncover here. And exploring the alternative is more important. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the schools don't give a shit about that. They just put the, the bare minimum out there just enough to where you can become just the little, the little bee that goes in and does factory work or fucking exactly. or whatever for exactly. people. Need you get down to education people, on just like a, the government given education at that point man, is like, like a, super bare minimum. And then having Howdy on the podcast and listening and just talking with Howdy and, and just understanding that there could have been more with a human race. And I'll break it down to you. There was this story that I, I, I recently just found out about. It was like this woman back in like the, I think it was like the thirties or forties or something like that. She was born, she was a little girl and she fell down the stairs. Her parents thought she was dead. They had a doctor come to the house and I could butcher the story a little bit, but it, the main consensus you'll understand. She fell down the stairs. They thought she was dead. The doctor came in, pronounced her dead. Well, they brought her upstairs and then they go into the room and she's alive still. This little girl, like three years old, and then after the doctor had left, they were pissed, like, hey, you said she was dead. She's not dead, but she's alive now. Or she's still alive. And then the little girl changed completely. And she thought that her name was different. She thought she was from Egypt. She thought she was from a different time. This is this is one of the biggest stories, and it's world-renowned. Like, this is legit. Anyways, this, this girl, over her course of life, actually ended up and moved to Egypt, married a guy from Egypt so she could get citizenship. And she remembered where she, she uncovered, like, ancient sites where they had no idea these tunnels were and underground shit was that's pretty of, fucking crazy if she actually had uh really direct knowledge of of some stuff that's pretty crazy uh she un she unlocked tunnels see with, i immediately try to debunk that like the first thing i thought about wasn't getting on so, board with on, some spiritual on. shit hold on so did the i immediately scholars. think of like brain trauma so no 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 so, so did the scholars that's of, what i think of so did the first. scholars of G egypt they didn't want to they didn't want nothing to do with her they're like we don't trust her we don't believe her but then she just started unlocking more and more shit that they had no idea about never heard about this you're gonna have to send me some shit on I, that it sounds I know. really interesting i've seen some creepy ass fucking uh shit from kids like talking about their fucking past lives like on film and stuff or a kid will like start like fucking crying and then like an ambulance drives by and you go oh he's he and like says a name and he's dying right now as like an ambulance fucking drives by i do have this weird feeling because man my my sense of spirituality is is different but i do think kids are more tuned in so to it, fucking to, if there is some shit out there kids are going to be the fucking ones that are tuned into it and i and i so when we did have david ike on i think that I think, and, and he could probably speak more too, but I think that that does play into that we can, maybe kids are on a different frequency. And when shit like that happens, they can be on that type of frequency because they're still young, their their brains are still a sponge that hasn't been completely taken over by what it is mm -hmm. that we know as adults, and they can tap into that type of shit. And it, it's not because they want to, it's just a freak of nature, and it, it's very rare that it happens. Yeah, no, it's like star children and shit like that. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I've, I've watched some stuff on that. Well, man, I've had something weird happen to me. It was years ago, and I was outside about to get in my car when I lived with my mom in my, in my early 20s, and I'm like singing this rock song in my head, 
and I opened my, my car door and then I turned the car on. And I, as I turned the car on, it was on 98.9 The Rock. And it was literally, as I was singing this song, this song was playing with the words that I was singing. I'm not fucking it's kidding. fucking crazy, me. man. And crazy. I think that's the type of shit, uh, like, that there is a frequency that you could be on. There's, I've, I've heard some shit on that too, to where, like, even, oh, who was it? Was it Beethoven? It might have been Beethoven. So it, it's, like, really weird looking at his work because he never made any corrections. And whenever he talked about it, he felt like it was almost coming from another place. And he was just the facet for which it came out of. Yeah. Was, like, what he talked about. Right. And it was, like, literally just, it was like it was being, being like, brought through him. And people are going to be like, oh, like, even, like, religious people should be able to get on board with this really easy. Right. Because that is so much what also happens in religion, too. Like, you have prophets that are literally just facets, you know, where God comes through them and then they, and they speak, you know, the shit. But no, it's really interesting. Like tapping into higher frequencies and shit like that. Like, um, I, did Terrence McKenna ever go down that road? I almost have a feeling Terrence McKenna did a little bit too with that. But, but I've told you multiple times, man. Like, it's just something that we don't really try, and it's something we're really not interested in. Because I forget who it was that we had on the podcast, man. Oh yeah, it was Howdy, man. And at, towards the end of the podcast, I, I I thanked him because for that for some reason that night I listened to the podcast he had did before with uh new or it was like in into the matrix or whatever and then i like i i did a hardcore meditation that night and it was the most intense meditation i ever had had ever done and it just makes me wonder if i consistently do that for you know 10 to 15 years if i master meditation or not even master it but just get really good at it what the possibilities would be like investing that type of time and effort into meditating yeah and we talk about all these things and how paranormal it is, but we don't really ever give it a chance. Do you ever try to lucid dream? Do you ever like prepare yourself to like just get in bed and, and just, hey man, I'm gonna remember, like just truly focus on lucid dreaming? Like we don't do that because we're in our day to day grind. We'd rather just fucking wake up and serve tables and make money and not give a shit about anything else, drink some beer, eat some unhealthy food, and, I, and talk about fucking titty, I, t sports and NASCAR. I have had lucid dreams before. I've had very, I remember the most intense, um, like dreaming experiences when I was really, really little. Uh, I remember I got, uh, scared in, in my room for whatever reason. And I came in and, uh, slept in my parents' room and they had actually like a couch in their room. They had like a bed and then a couch with like a TV to like get the fuck away from everybody else. It was like their own like little, um, like private room where they'd like hang out in their bedroom. But I remember sleeping on that fucking couch and then feeling like I had woken up but I couldn't move my body at all. And then literally looking felt like what I would experience as like my soul fucking leave my body. And I'm looking down at myself sleeping and then everything turns into like cubes. Everything just starts turning into cubes and then rushing off. And then I snapped back into my fucking body. How old were you? Oh man. Uh, probably like seven, Damn. seven years old. You remember old. that dream? Yo, very vividly. I, I remember going into my parents' room, laying on the couch, falling asleep, having the out-of-body, looking at myself, watching everything around me turn into perfect fucking cubes, everything. And then just all the cubes started rushing off, and then I snapped back into my body. Maybe you died, and then you just came back to life. You don't Maybe. Know what damn died. Maybe. I don't remember no, any I remember, dreams. I remember being very intense. I have, I have very vivid dreams, though, especially if I take melatonin. No, no, I'm saying I don't remember dreams back when I was seven years old. Like, I, I can remember. You don't? No. I do. I remember my nightmares, for sure. Like, maybe, like, in my... 
like early like or late teens I can remember dreams, but anything before that, absolutely not. I've had some. I've I never have reoccurring dreams, but I've I do, had. Okay, sorry, I do have a recurring dream, and I can't explain it. It's just it's hard to explain. But I I can't. My oldest memory dream is like shit, probably like ten or eleven, or maybe no, like seven or eight. You're right. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So if I was if I was third grade, what, where would that put me? What age? That's like yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, that's like eight eight years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a little older. I don't know. No, third grade would be eight or eight years old. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I I have I have very vivid dreams. Um, I noticed that one thing that took away my dreams is smoking cigarettes, for sure. Smoking cigarettes definitely fucked with my dreams. Uh, if I'm not not drinking and not smoking cigarettes, then I dream almost every night, almost every fucking night. Now, whether or not I only remember like like two seconds of it really quick. But I dream almost every night. And if I take melatonin, I'll be able to remember my fucking dream. Like tonight, if I had melatonin, and even though I smoked like a cigarette with you outside and I'll, I'll smoke like another one, uh, I'll, I'll still have a dream because melatonin just enhances dreams. And they're really, really weird dreams. They're not, they don't have a whole lot of continuity to them as to where the majority of my dreams. Um, like Without do. melatonin do? Yeah, mel- so mel- melatonin makes it, makes it wonky. But I've had, a, I've had a bunch of lucid dreams before to where I realized that I was dreaming. And me as a male always do male things <laughs> <laughs> in dreams. I probably shouldn't be admitting that o- over this, but but that's typically typically what I do uh, with with my lo- or, or jumping. I, I have a lot of those whenever I realize I'm dreaming. Yeah, jumping's fun or flying. Trying, will, to, trying yeah. to fly, and yeah. then just pushing. I remember like so many times. It's always this like I'll, I'll jump and then like I feel like I'm tensing up. I'm like I can do this. I can fucking like I can. I'm dreaming right now. I can do this, but I don't fully do it the first time, so it ends up. Being this just like jumping and then slowly I'm like, all right, now I got it. And then just like fully like go at it. And I'm like, like gliding after you gliding. Jump. Yeah. It's a lot of jumping. I've only had a couple like real flying dreams because it's almost like I can't fully convince myself that I can yeah. because I know it's not real in real life, but it's a dream right now so I can get away with it. But then I'm not used to flying. So then I'm, it's basically just me like tensing up as I jump up in the air and seeing how fucking far I can go and shit, those, those dreams are right shit. I've had some really powerful dreams like that too because there was a stint in time where I was like, dude, I want to fly in my dreams. When I got really heavy into trying to figure out what lucid dreaming was, but you, again, it's, it's, it's something if you did a common practice and you did it every day, and it wouldn't really require that much time, but 10 to 15 minutes, and you try and just make yourself better at it, then you could actually maybe understand it in, in a, an amount of time. I don't know what that time is, but it'd be more so if you didn't ever try and you just continue to live your life the way it is and just go to bed and watch YouTube videos and watch fucking this and that and pass out to forensic files. Like there, there's a human aspect that we have lost throughout time because of the Western civilization that we have completely forgotten about. Like locked, locked away our shit. Like, could you imagine our yeah. ancient, ancient ancestors who maybe gathered so much information for their dreams because you're limitless in your dreams so then you can then you can start you know applying different shit. That almost comes a little down to the stoned ape theory, uh, just slightly. But because dreaming is is a, a hallucinogen, dimethyl. I mean, I've I've said that shit on the yeah, DMT, yeah, DMT that, yeah. that, that gets released. I don't know, man. It's just it's a it's wild. But I don't think we've ever really entertained it quite a, quite a bit. And we're just sitting here trying to make sense of it scientifically. But you we still you, don't know why we fucking like or, what's like we we know. The stages of sleep and so much studies have gone into sleep. We still don't know why the fuck we sleep and even animals dream. Like, I'll see my dog kick. He, he's chasing fucking squirrels in his shit. 
So he's having an hallucinogenic fucking experience, you know? Like it's why the fuck do we need that shit? Why do we even need to sleep? It's the pineal like, gland, man. The pineal gland. It's the seven chakras. Seven yeah. chakras. They're in our bodies. I'm telling you, meditate to the seven <laughs> chakras, man. It's good. I, I actually, I really, I really like meditation. I remember back when I was using Headspace, which, you know, if they ever want to sponsor us, they can. I'll shout them out. But, um, but yeah, no, I remember meditating and actually finding a lot of, lot of peace through that because after it, it's really fucking hard to do. Med- meditating is really fucking hard to do. Well, we say that, but we're older men and we've never really tried it. To be on this earth for 30 years and we only live for 100, you know, our, our, our average is like 70 and we've almost lived half of that, and we've never really tried to tap into it. So, yeah, of course it's going to be hard. Mm. But imagine if you're taught at a young age, whenever you're, you know, like five or six, and they and you're taught how to fucking meditate, or at least... Oh, I don't know. I don't know if kids should be meditating. Why not? Because they need to be, like, as far as trying to teach meditation to a kid, because no, no, they, I'm not, think about... I'm not saying, the, like, I'm not saying sit them down and say, hey, you need to meditate. I'm just saying, like, practice I just, with I, them. I think, practice, like, hey, sit down... Just do this and just try and relax. Their sensory sensory perception and how their mind is, works is is a little fucking is I crazy. I think it's almost too crazy to nah, try to meditate. But. Nah, man. I think that they're, they're dude. They literally just came. If you try, if you're getting spiritual here, think about this. Like a kid literally just came from the void, the the spirit realm. Right. They've had enough of that. They're trying to acclimate to this. Now, once you get fully acclimated, like me and you, and we forgot all all the other shit that happened before this life. And now we're mundane. Then yeah, we need to start trying to retap back into that. But kids, they literally just got, they just got here. You know what I mean? I, I know <laughs> they but, just came from all that. But man, it's really easy just to get into that. You know, whatever the propaganda and brainwashing that word that would boom right whenever there's a point in time wherever it hits you and it's just like it's right there and it doesn't stop. It's like a freight train. I think that there are pre- preventative measures that you can take, and I think meditation could be one. And I'm like again, I'm not saying you just put it on them, but just at least make them aware of what it is. Meditation, man, no. That's that's such a healthy recommendation. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just at least let them know, like, consistently. Yeah, of not of just course. once or twice, but like, hey, like, this is... It's just not very Western, what you were talking about. It's not... Yeah. Western culture, we we didn't come from meditation. That's very... It's more Eastern. Eastern ideas. Well, I mean, you know? yeah. But... I know, I know the Indians definitely meditated a lot, for sure. Oh, for sure. That's why they had the chance. The chance helped them yeah. get get into that rhythm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're at the end of the hour, man. It's a it's a pretty solid cool. podcast. It was decent. Some, yeah, it was fucking chill. I like the shit yeah. that we talked about. That's some don't old have a school. guest. Don't have Johnny's knowledge. Yeah. You know, right? But He's that's got the, the very that, fundamental technical knowledge and, and really brings. I, I'm now realizing how much Johnny actually brings to this. Not having him here, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> he, bring, he brings a lot, man. But this is yeah. like some old school Jesse and Paul yeah, talk no, junkies, is. man. It is. I know. It's I a like lot it. of different subjects, and it, it, it'll entertain the mind and make people think, in my opinion, that could be wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah. um, for all our new iTunes and Spotify and, and Podomatic and all those other different listeners out there, thank you for finding us, however you found us on iTunes or or, uh, or Spotify. Thank you for uh, listening and checking us out. If you want to get any way or if you want to communicate with us, the best way to do that would be go to our YouTube channel, click on the video that you watch and make a comment. Um, we're very open to having whatever type of discussion there is, whatever type of words that can come out of our mouth. We, we like to do that type of stuff. And if you we've never had it happen yet, but if someone could comment on one of our videos and say, hey, Paul, Jesse, Johnny, we want to talk about this or would you talk about that or could you talk about this? try to make it to the end you're good man you're good um 
we, we would be completely down for that. We, we would love to just sit there and have a type of conversation. Also, um, we technically could have some callers call in. Um, if you're interested in that and want to come on and join the podcast for 10 to 15 minutes um, or even 30 minutes, a segment like that, um, we do have access to having callers actually call into the show. So let us know what you think, man. Um, we've been working hard. We're working really hard. I have maybe one guest lined up this month for maybe late February where we're going to get into uh, possibly the Anunnaki, having a type of conversation of the origins of the Anunnaki and if that type of thing actually existed here on Earth. I'm working really hard to get that for you guys and gals. Other than that, I don't have anything planned, but I will continue to hit up, uh, continue to hit up people to try and get them on the show for you. So with that said, the best thing you can do for Talk Junkies is... Tell your friends. Tell your friends. You don't even have to share it. Just you know, text your friend. Be like, hey, check out Talk Junkies. If you want. You don't have to. I'm just saying that would be one of the best ways to do it. Um, or share it on Facebook, but they, they kind of shadow ban us a little bit. Um, saying I'm a lot. But the best thing for you guys to do, yeah, is just honestly just listen. That's it. But share it. Like it. Subscribe to all our junkies out there. Before I give the send off. Do not rip ass in bibs. It literally just comes right back up. (laughs) Just fair warning to everybody out there. Stay fly and ring the bell and don't fart in bibs.